0: The scene opens in an empty room with blank white walls. A woman steps into the space alone. The blank space can be humbling, she writes. There's pressure to do something, to fill the emptiness, to create. But with practice, and with the ritual of showing up, you grow accustomed to it. The author describes it as both her job and her calling. Bottom line, she writes... Filling this empty space constitutes my identity. This is how the book, The Creative Habit, begins. Author Twyla Tharp is a choreographer and dancer, offering insight into her creative practice and the rituals that accompany it. As a creative, I love reading about other people's creative processes, their habits and work routines, the decisions they make, the way they think, and how they see the world. I read this book last spring, and it was one of my favorites of the whole year. I thought I would share my three biggest takeaways and a few of my favorite quotes from the book, with the hope that it's as inspiring and enlightening to you as it was for me. I'm Ashley Daniel, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here, you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. My first big takeaway from The Creative Habit was that creativity begins with rituals. Author Twyla Tharp writes, turning something into a ritual eliminates the question, why am I doing this? We've all had those moments, right? Questioning our creativity, our practice, our work. Wondering why we chose this path or took this job, or signed ourselves up for this creative challenge. As a music student, showing up in the practice room every day was, or is, one of those rituals. It's just something you do. Another ritual might be sitting down to write in a particular place, or at a set time each day. Maybe it's taking a walk midday, or setting up a repeatable workflow that you use when preparing to teach. Tharp tells us, The composer Igor Stravinsky did the same thing every morning when he entered his studio to work. He sat at the piano and played a Bach fugue. What a great way to start the day, don't you think? Later in the book, she describes, Beethoven would start each day with the same ritual, a morning walk during which he would scribble into a pocket sketchbook the first rough notes of whatever musical idea inevitably entered his head. Basically, rituals help remove any barriers to the creative process. They help us get to the creating part and not get stuck in the why am I doing this, am I any good, will I ever make it part. Let's pause here for a moment and reflect on what this might look like in our creative work. What rituals do you use on a daily or weekly basis? If you find that you're often getting stuck in the why am I doing this part, how could you incorporate a new ritual or two into your practice to remove those barriers? My second big takeaway from this book is that creativity is an act of defiance. Defiance, really? I know. Let's back up for a minute because if I asked you to describe creativity, you might say something about the inspiration or the idea generation The refining. You might talk about your craft or the pursuit of excellence or meaning or beauty. Those are probably the things I would talk about too. I don't think I would have described creativity as an act of defiance before reading this book. This is how Twyla Tharp explains it. Creativity is an act of defiance, you are challenging the status quo. You're questioning accepted truths and principles. You're asking three universal questions that mock conventional wisdom. Why do I have to obey the rules? Why can't I be different? Why can't I do it my way? These are the impulses that guide all creative people, whether they admit it or not. Every act of creation is also an act of destruction or abandonment. Something has to be cast aside to make way for the new. This is such an interesting perspective to me. Did those universal questions resonate with you like they did me? One of the things I loved about this book was all the secret insights into composers and musicians, among other creators, that the author shares. For instance, when talking about defiance, she shares a story about Beethoven, Beethoven, the most truculent of artists, not only picked fights with musical forms, reinventing our notions of the shape and scope of symphonies and sonatas. He reinvented how society regarded composers and musicians. Before Beethoven, composers were treated like skilled servants. They were paid whatever their rich and royal patrons wanted to pay. Beethoven changed all that. He demanded and got lucrative fees for his services and was one of the first composers to dine with his hosts rather than with the help when he performed in his patrons' homes. This is another good time to pause and reflect on how this might apply to you. What truths or structures or assumptions are you challenging with your creative work? My third big takeaway from this book was the affirmation that we all have more skills than we think. The creative process requires a certain set of skills. It's true. These are not special skills that only some people have or have access to. These are skills we all have inherently or things that we can develop through time and practice. Think about your creative practice and the skills you use to do your work. If you're a musician, and specifically a performer, you likely have technical skills on your instrument, listening skills, discrimination skills, and musical skills. But you also have athletic skills in the way that you move your body, particularly hand and eye coordination, temporal skills, or the ability to feel a sense of time inside, dramatic skills in the way that you present yourself on stage, and collaborative skills. Twyla Tharp, as a dancer and a choreographer, describes having musical skills, dramatic and theatrical skills, painterly skills. She describes this as the ability to conceive images in two dimensions. She also lists psychological skills. She writes, knowing the strategies and techniques to get people to do what you want done, Motivational skills, or as she defines it, making people want to work with you and for you, entrepreneurial and promotional skills, literary skills, or as she describes, having a sense of beginning, middle, and end, and more. She poses a challenge at this point in the book called Take Inventory of Your Skills. Basically, the task is to write down all the skills you feel you possess, maybe with a quick one-line description of how they relate to your work. And then she writes, pick one of your skills from the list you made. Now, remove it. What's left? What can you accomplish without it? What does it say about your work habits, your art, your potential? This is a powerful exercise. First, I think sometimes as artists, we recognize only the skills that are directly related to our work or craft. So as musicians, we value and prioritize our musical skills, and we tend to dismiss the skills that feel non-musical or only distantly related. If something happens in life that challenges our work as musicians, we feel lost and disconnected and it feels like a piece of ourselves is missing maybe you've struggled with your identity as a musician when you don't have that job anymore you don't have a reason to practice every day or you can't practice due to injury maybe you've felt that sense of loss and slight panic asking yourself what else can i do i don't have any other skills The value of this exercise, taking inventory of your skills, is to help you recognize all the different skills you have, beyond the obvious ones in your area of expertise. These are the skills that support and feed your creative practice, not just in your discipline, but in other contexts as well. I'll leave you with this thought to consider. How can you combine and integrate the skills you have to create something unique and meaningful in the world. I hope you enjoyed hearing my takeaways from The Creative Habit and that it inspires your creative practice in some way. Have you read Twyla Tharp's book? If so, I'd love to hear your thoughts. What daily or weekly rituals are part of your creative practice? And since we're talking about books, I started a book club. It's through my other blog, Musician & Company, and it's geared towards musicians, teachers, and creative business owners. We're reading one book each quarter, and I'll send you a reading plan and invite to our virtual book club meeting when you sign up. I'll include a link to sign up in the show notes if you'd like to join us. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanew.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanew. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future, Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the show, and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.